0: A couple days ago, I was talking with somebody on the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network, Steven. He has an association called the International Association for Creation. He started this four years ago, and it's international. It's really cool if you can find the feed. You can look for my name, Matt Williams, on it in the Fight, Laugh, Feast family party channel, whatever, on Facebook. He is all over the globe, started this organization four years ago and it's become international. That's amazing. Just becoming a national business, having a national association is impressive all by itself, but to be international is amazing. And what they do is they provide ongoing biblical worldview education locally through global network of Christian museums, zoos, theme parks, and events. In addition to stationing our Alliance of Independent Museum Guides at Secular Institutions, you know, museums, zoos, Aquariums planetariums national parks national wonders to give creation tours to our education partners And we serve about 2.5 million Christian students globally and the public in major metropolitan areas across the US and beyond That is absolutely incredible. And another thing that's kind of amazing Which is amazing just a blessing is that he goes around and gets discounts for people through their organization to buy you know, training material and whatnot, and so I just want to give a shout out to these companies that are giving a discount to these Christian organizations. We hear so much about like the Chick Fil A's of the world capitulating, the cowardness, the backing down, the bowing down, but we don't hear all the time about Christian or about companies giving Christians discounts. So, shout out to AAA, Advanced Auto, Best Buy, Home Depot, J C which well they're still around for now, <laughs> uh, Kroger, Lowe's, Napa Auto. Office Depot, O'Reilly Auto, and WEX. Those are companies that give discounts to this Christian organization to help do the mission that they have that I just read about. So that's really cool, check it out. I think they even have a Facebook page. It looks like they tagged us, yeah, so check them out. Let's see, where was it? I think I missed it. I wanted to see, where, oh yeah, it's the International Association for Creation. I think I've already liked the page, so go check it out. And you can look at the map and see where they have been really cool. Welcome to HTBT. My name is Matt Williams. Thank you for listening to the show, watching the show, sharing the show, subscribing to the show. I'm almost at 100 on 100 subscribers on YouTube, my YouTube channel, where people will be able to look for how to build a tent. I can customize the link so you don't just see a bunch of tent channels. I'm really excited about that. I feel like once we get to that 100 where I can customize the link, then that YouTube channel is going to pick up. Hopefully, fingers crossed. So, If you haven't already, I'd really appreciate you guys doing that. Let's take two minutes to go subscribe. I mean, I don't even think subscription does anything. You have to like ring the bell and to get a notification that the show is published. But if you could just go subscribe, that'd be great. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast network. Go over to fightlaughfeast.com, put an HTBT in the memo field, and you'll get this sweet mug. Mm, coffee in the morning. It's great. I've been doing two shows a day because I'm preparing for travel that I have business travel into the end of the year. And... I'm telling you, I need my coffee. I need my 15 ounces of coffee. So you go over to fightlaffeast.com, put in the HTBT HDBT in a memo field. You'll get tons of great benefits. Get the coffee mug. It's a great Christmas present as well. If you have any questions, comments, you can reach out to me, Matt, at howtobuildatent.com. You can find me on all the social media sites, howtobuildatent. And please give me a follow on there. I'd really appreciate it. So a lot of good stuff is happening. The economy is growing. Third quarter. This is from CNBC. Third quarter. <laughs> this is they always have to have a negative bent on it which I love you just gotta laugh about it luckily nowadays people with social media people with friends that are commenting on this stuff with all these alternative news sources it's totally obvious the the bias that is in these organizations and it's in, economy growing better than economists had expected just a few weeks ago just a few weeks ago economy, everyone was saying the economy is over. It's, you know, it's going to be in recession. Trump's going to lose because, you know, that's like the big pro of voting for Trump. But this is what the the key points say. The economy may escape sub 2% growth in the final two quarters of the year, thanks to a third quarter GDP revision from the government and a string of better fourth quarter economic reports. So it was from 1.9 to 2.1. We covered that before in a previous episode. Better than expected business investment is signaling that the business spending and manufacturing slowdown may be close to bottoming that it should help growth in the final quarter of the year. Now, I don't know if this means that we're just not going to have a recession anytime soon. We've talked about it before. I've been saying earlier in the year that we can possibly be having um, uh, a recession in one to two years. But if this is the bottoming out that we're seeing from these economists who were thinking that we were shrinking, that thinks, that thought that we were going to be going below 2% growth. If they're saying that this is bottoming out and capital investment is going to pick up again, because capital investment takes some a few quarters to really show the productivity, right? It takes time to build factories. It takes time to tool up. It takes time to come out with the new products that they're investing in. If this is the bottoming out, we might continue on having growth in an expansion economy. I forgot who it was, but it was some economist. They were just talking about how they don't think the assumption that we need to have a recession is true. That, any, that today, in the modern era, that there's no reason that we need to have a cycle of recession, expansion, recession, expansion. That we could have just a long period of expansion and maybe that's so we'll see but this is another good sign and i love it this is good for our portfolios this is good for business opportunities this is good for wages this is just good all around so don't vote for democrats in the 2020 election because this will not continue this is happening not just because of tax cuts but because of the cutting of the regulatory you know Conditions, the environment that we're in, cutting. I think the seventeen to one regulations for every new regulation, the statistic was seventeen have been cut. That is all pro growth and helping businesses invest. It's lowering the barrier barrier of entry to get in to the whatever industry or whatever um, you know business you want to get into. It's a really, really positive, helpful thing. JP Morgan Economist Wednesday raised their tracking forecast for fourth quarter. GB- GDP did 2.1 from 1.25. Third quarter was expectation of 1.9, and it came back revised to 2.1. And the economist at JP Morgan was saying 1.25% growth in fourth quarter. Now they're saying 2.1 again, which is very, very positive. The Atlanta's Fed GDP now forecast Tracking fourth quarter GDP at 1.7 from an anemic 0.4% just eight days ago. Something is changing, something they're seeing, and I believe it is strongly because of business investment. That is the thing that you want to see growing, stabilizing, and not decreasing. Because businesses are going to cut back on those investments when they think that there's hard times ahead. And if they think the economy is going to do well, well, you're going to invest because you're going to meet demand. You're going to be able to have confidence that you are gonna have a strong return on investment, and so you're more willing to invest. And I think that's what we're seeing here. And I'm gonna talk about the leverage this gives and what move Trump made with some negotiations and giving him this leverage. And we're gonna talk about that after I talk to you about our sponsor, Skillshare. If you're looking to build on your skills, to develop new skills, maybe you're looking to transfer from one profession to another, maybe you're looking to start a business and you feel like you need some skills in Excel, you need some you know, some programming skills if you wanna get into programming. If you're looking for different ways to build yourself up, well, Skillshare is a great resource and tool to consider. And they're giving you two months free when you sign up using our promo code or link, skillshare.com slash you can get courses, thousands of courses on demand whenever you have time in graphic design, photography, UX, UI, creative writing, film video, market freelance. All these things are ways that you can build a side hustle, That skills that can be given to you to build a side hustle. I love the storytelling videos, t- teaching you how to tell a story that's so important. Communication is a key skill to have in anything that you are doing, raising a family, doing ministry, starting a business, running a division, you need to be a good storyteller because people remember stories. They have classes on demand. You can learn thousands and thousands of classes. Millions of people have already joined. Join them right now. Go to skillshare.com slash htbt, skillshare.com htbt. The link is in below. You'll get two months for free. You'll be able to join thousands of people too much for three two months for free so go to skillshare.com slash htbt to sign up skillshare.com slash htbt to sign up so because because the economy is doing so well they trump is able to do things like sign a bill that supports the hong kong protesters and he knew that China was going to respond the way that he was responding. China accuses US of sinister intentions. He knew that this was going to upset the Chinese. This was going to set them back. But the leverage is the economy because they're in an economic trade war. We are in an economic trade war right now, which has completely to do with business, with trade with our economy. And if we have a strong economy, remember the Chinese have an extremely weak, extremely fragile economy right now. Their GDP is hitting around 6%, which hasn't happened, I think it was since 96, which 6% growth for an emerging market, for an emerging country like China is really bad. And he is able to do moral things like support Hong Kong because of how stable the economy is. And this just shows how strong the United States position is. Now, the markets will react to this in a negative way. There's probably going to be China is going to say a bunch of things about how the trade deal is not going to happen until next year, that this might throw everything off, that the United States is sinister. But remember, Trump is really good at negotiating. Whatever you think about him, he is really good at negotiating. And he would not have done this. He would not have done this. Remember, his language was really soft in the beginning. He wouldn't have done this if he didn't have the leverage. And if a trade deal would benefit China more than the United States. And as we can see, with no deal right now, we're bottoming out and starting to grow out. We're we're no longer, growth is no longer slowing. GDP is no longer slowing. It's revised up. It's not going as low as we thought it was. And business investment is growing which means the businesses in the United States think that we are going to be doing better and better without even a trade deal being signed. And this is really good news because you remember, we talked about this, mm, I think a month ago, the biggest wound, the biggest pressure driver for the Chinese is the decoupling that is happening with businesses today, regardless of a trade deal, regardless of what happens. That is they're moving their manufacturing and production in China to other countries, and they're not going to come back. So China, the longer and longer this trade deal plays out and the the negotiations happen, the more damage the Chinese industry, the Chinese common economy, is going to be, and it's going to be a mortal wound because they can't, they won't get them back because there's it won't be a benefit. It's going to diversify businesses. It's not going to be any more expensive to just leave them in Vietnam, to leave them in other Asian countries, to Mexico, or even bring them back to the United States. And after seeing what China has done, stealing their technology, stealing their information, why would you go back? And that is the time. So it's like basically you're in a room that's running out of oxygen. And it's not the United States that's in that room, but it's the Chinese we have the power. We have the money. We are the ones buying from them. It's a really fascinating thing. I was looking at a a Financial Times article and I clipped it because I don't subscribe to them and they have the paywall, which is super annoying. It's like, can you just figure out a better way to do this? But they were talking about that investment in Hong Kong, which is what Trump is supporting here, right? We passed the bill to support the Hong Kong protest and the chinese are trying to portray the narrative is that the hong kong protests aren't disrupting anything but that is not true and it although and the, the narrative is something to the effect of yeah it's it, you know it's it's upsetting the business on the streets but it's not in, it's not upsetting the investment the hong kong stock exchange that's all great and then this is what the article says: Hong Kong's status as the preeminent Asian financial hub is secure, said Citigroup's Hong Kong and Macau chief executive. Along, one country, two system model remains intact. That is, the Chinese country, they own Hong Kong, but there's two systems. There is the Hong Kong, there I mean, there is the Chinese system, and then there is the financial system, the Hong, Kong, the Hong Kong of Hong Kong that the Chinese are trying to chip away at, and that's what this whole protest is about. This framework, which allows the territory a high degree of legal autonomy from the mainland China for 50 years after the handover from the British to Chinese rule in 97, is a cornerstone for business. That's the narrative. That's what they're trying to push. But yet, the heat of recent months, many, including Charles Lee of Chief Executive of the Hong Kong Stock Exchange, has warned that the model was flawed from the outset. The Hong Kong Stock Exchange Chief Executive says the two system, one country model has flawed from the beginning. And I think we're starting to see the fruit of that. China's in trouble. China's in trouble. And we are using that to our advantage in this trade deal. We're using that to our advantage in the negotiations. The longer we go without having a deal, the better off we're going to be, the stronger our position is going to be. Our economy is growing. The Chinese are shrinking the money that they get from hong kong trillions of dollars i think it's i think it's 1 trillion dollars actually a year that is starting to go away less and less companies are going to want to be exchanging their stock on the hong kong stock exchange with this with the threat of the chinese government with the violence that is happening with the you know the physical violence that is happening this is not good this is not good for china so trump understands this and he's leveraging them and he's doing a really great job about that. The last thing I want to say is just closing story. It's really funny. Apparently, there is this fake Michigan university called the University of Farmington in Michigan, and the Department of Homeland Security ended up arresting 90 additional foreign-born students in recent months to sting operation at a fake Michigan university, which was what it's called, University of Farmington. It, it advertised a dynamic business administration and STEM curriculum, and the 161 students were arrested because they were trying to use it as a loophole to stay in the country. They had expired visas. They came here legally, but their visas and green cards, they all expired. And so becoming a student here allowed them to uh, extend that stay, but it was a fake university. And what is interesting to me about it is twofold. One, that it's too good to be true, and they should have known that they were going to get caught. This university had no teachers, no classes, no educational programs whatsoever, but they were enrolling in this school to solely extend their visas. Complete fraud. And we should recognize this, and this is kind of a laughable story, right? You enroll into a university that has no classes, no curriculum, no teachers, and you think you're going to get away with that? But how often do we do that in other areas of business in our lives where we think the easy way is going to pay off, the way we're just going to cut corners, we're just going to do something that's not truly honest, no one's going to know, or someone promises you this is a way to win a quick buck, this is a way you're going to be rich instantly. Whenever you see that, whenever that opportunity presents itself, just know it's not going to work out. There is nothing in this life that is easy. We should know that from the beginning with the curse, right? We are cursed to work hard. We are cursed to sweat with our brow, to get thorns and thistles. It's going to take hard work to get the things that are worth it. And, you know, except for the gospel, obviously, Jesus did all the hard work for us. So someone's got to do the hard work, I guess, is a better way to say that. But then the second thing I wanted to point out from this story, and we'll close with this, is that there are attorneys saying, arguing, of course, their immigration attorneys trapped vulnerable people who just wanted to maintain status. So these people enrolled on their own, knowing that it was a fraud because they weren't going for an education. There was no classes, no teachers, no curriculum, but they're vulnerable people who just wanted to maintain status. And this is a play we're seeing, not just with getting out of an immigration dispute, not just with a fake business, this college but we're seeing this argument over and over again. Then it's the bending of truth. It's the taking a side that is obviously not true and pushing it and fighting it in court, fighting it in the public square, fighting it in churches, wherever it is, when it's obviously not true. And it's so obvious that sometimes we'll get taken back and like, wait, am I the crazy one? Like, you know, when people do, do weird things or do things that are so crazy that you like start second guessing yourself, don't. When you are founded in reason and truth and you see this crazy stuff where attorneys are arguing that these people were trapped and vulnerable. No, they are the ones who are responsible for enrolling this fake college. They're the ones at guilt. When you see people trying to, you know, bend the truth, trying to restructure the truth, trying to lie, to slander to move responsibility from the responsible person to another party, just call it out and just mock it, actually. <laughs> Answer a fool according according to his folly. So that, just be aware of that. That's happening a lot. That is a favorite tactic of a lot of different groups and a lot of different discussions. So be wise about that. We'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless.